Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about the trends in miracle weight loss drugs in quotations that are happening all over the place right now, such as Ozempic, which you might have heard of. And to start, we're going to talk about whether your plants can cry and how pets affect babies. Babies? Babies. Babies. <laughs> and we're in. And we're podcasting. Well, someone's in a good mood. Wow, Wait, you're doing rolling. a voice. We are rolling right now. Okay. So how was your weekend, Mitchell? Um, what did we do? Classic. Oh, we had a friend's bachelor party. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was called bachelorette party because he's, well, gay, actually. But <laughs> the drag queen came up and was like, you know, you can call it a bachelor party, right? It was a bachelor party. Wait, was it? They when? were calling it a bachelorette party. Oh, it was a little gay joke. No, it was because his sash, the only sash they could get said bachelorette. I, uh, think, I think he was walking around saying, it's my bachelor party. Uh, okay, I don't know. No strippers. No strippers. But survivor games. It was the best party I've ever been to. His <laughs> friend truly organized full-on survivor games, created puzzles, made physical replications of survivor puzzles, split us into teams. It was the most thrilling thing I've ever experienced. It, wow. Okay, wow. <laughs> In my life. <laughs> it was uh, so hard, and it made me realize I could never do a puzzle on Survivor. Like, even the low stakes of a bachelor party with no actual Yeah, it makes you realize how frazzled your brain instantly becomes yeah. when you're thrown into a situation. Like, doing, a pu- doing something where you're just, like, running or forcing yourself is one thing, but to have to stop and slow yourself down to think when no. you're panicking to yeah. try and finish something quickly is actually was interesting. Never, never choose the puzzle if you're on Survivor, which I think a lot of people <laughs> know that. Right, because everyone blames them, too. Yeah. Like if you are the final leg of something and lose, it's everyone thinks yeah, it's you your fault. Yeah, you go home. I know. Especially if you were in the lead. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, it was really fun, but it was just like, nope, Survivor ain't for me. If I'm going to go on a reality show, it's going to be MILF Man. Okay. Is that a show? <laughs> yeah. I've never never heard of it. Oh wow. Okay. We're not. I only like the that, high class shows, yeah. like Big Brother. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Milf Manor is not low class. Oh, is I'm it not? <laughs> okay. Shall we move on? Yeah. Oh, what did we learn this week? So I read a new study that is saying something we've known for a while. We've done videos on it. It was on sixty six thousand kids in Japan mm-hmm. using the Japan Environment and Children's Study which is a way that they were able to access records of their medical history. So they didn't actually test the kids for allergies, but they had records from doctors and found that when you have an indoor dog, you're less likely to experience egg, milk and nut allergies. I 
almost chose this study today. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just like at the last second changed it. Because and we have pets, so we'd probably both love these types of studies. Yeah, although interestingly, like you didn't have pets growing up though, did you? No, I mean or like I have a pet now that is like to, in my head I like to be like, oh, the fact that you're disgusting and dirty and coming <laughs> into the house is a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, let me continue. They also determine that if you have cats in the house, you're less likely to have egg, wheat, and soybean allergies. Mm-hmm. And a big thing was that children living with dogs that were allowed inside versus outside. So when the dogs were allowed inside, they had lower allergy rates. So that was like mm-hmm. a cool part of the study. And it's this thing we've talked about before, which is like the hygiene hypothesis, which is that it might be good for your babies prenatally. So this is before they're even born when the um, parent with the vagina is pregnant. around a pet, you mean? Yeah. Sorry, I'm saying it's prenatally plus also when the baby's born. Right. Okay. If there is a pet inside dog or cat, there seems to be a decrease in allergies and it could be because there's more bacteria and microbes that are like being exposed to the baby, which could be a good thing. Okay. Which is, goes against everything we think about, like hygiene. It's interesting. Yeah, well, there's like a different... Because sometimes you're just like... Like dirt itself isn't unhygienic. You know, it's yeah it necessarily. I guess like it can contain microbes and whatever. Like perhaps there is a higher chance than like obviously a sterile surface. But it's like different than like having snot on your hands and touching somebody. Yeah, or like a virus from like a yeah. TTC, like, like so touching a, like, TTC, a, a pole on a subway. Yeah, I feel like our dog, like it's more like dander and hair and dirt from like the ground, but not necessarily that he's bringing in more actual like, it's not like he's bringing in salmonella. You know what I mean? Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, is he bringing in literal, like, literal dog shit? Oh, fair. That like that would be the only yeah. thing is like whether dogs are bringing in more like feces. Oh, sorry. But it's um, just like obviously you're not rubbing your baby in your dog's like paws. And yeah, mouth. exactly. It's just that in They're general. around them. Yeah. And it's just a hypothesis. They don't know why, but it's just another huge study saying that like the trend kids. continues. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, I don't know. It's all for having a pet. And a, although I guess when you have a baby, it's like, I don't want a pet. That's more work. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> it's like an easy pet at that point. Like a cat. Yeah. Or like an older dog or like a low energy dog. Yeah. I guess not many people are getting new dogs when they have babies. No. That seems counterintuitive. And like hopefully Ernie, by the time we have a baby, is like really tired and old. Yeah. Like very old. And we're like, you don't need a walk. Right yeah. Now. You're fine to stay in today. Uh, okay. Did you know that plants cry when they need water? Literally. No. They make actual audible, detectable noises when they're stressed. So a new study, uh, they basically had an experiment where they recorded ultrasonic sounds. And the plants that needed water or that had recently had their stems cut produced roughly 35 sounds per hour. That's why. Whereas well-hydrated and uncut plants <laughs> oh. um, are much quieter, making only about one sound per hour. Isn't that interesting? Wait, so... Oh, my 35 God. times more sounds. What kind of sound? Um, they're more like clicking. So the reason, obviously, you can't hear them is because it's ultrasonic. So that's between 20 and 100 kilohertz. Ooh. So obviously, humans can't hear it. Interestingly... Bats, mice, and moths can potentially wow. hear and potentially live in a world full of sound, like from, from plants. plants. Oh my god, that's so freaking um, cool! They in the study, this is in Nature. They actually you can listen to the sound pitched down so that it's like audible to human ears. And in that, I think it was pitched down and maybe sped up or slow. I can't remember. Uh, it sounds kind of like popcorn popping. So it's not like singing wow. or crying. It's more like clicking and clacking. Um, Every like millennials little succulent and plant in their house is just yeah, screaming. Yeah, I know. If we were bats, we'd just hear her be like, ah! or more like. Actually, you need to 
water the plants, I just realized. Why? Because I didn't do it this week. Oh, shoot. But I'm so bad at that. You need to, everyone needs to get those rods. <laughs> okay, just like the wa- water detectors? They're the or? best purchase ever. They just They're, tell you if it, how much moisture is in the soil. Yeah, it's like a metal rod that is, <laughs> why can I not describe a rod and why is it making me feel horny? Okay, <laughs> it's like a metal <laughs> rod <laughs> attached <laughs> to this like green plastic thing at the top. And you can get it for pH, but I'm like, mm, that's too And people, much I think, say that's usually less accurate. Whereas, like, the water detection, the water, it's I so think, great. is It says really dry. Medium. Medium. <laughs> no, it doesn't say Low, medium, medium high, probably. Low, right? medium Moisture. high. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Okay. I don't think it says, like, dry, middle, wet, yeah. and moist. <laughs> it's crazy because I use it every week. But it's so amazing because sometimes you'll look at a plant and be like, oh, she needs it. And you'll put it in and be like, Oh my God, it's fully wet. Yeah. And the top layer where you put your finger feels dry, but down at the bottom, it's soaked. And then other plants, it looks kind of wet. You put it in, it's fully dry. Mm-hmm. And it's just like every time it's in the middle to Too the low. right, if it's moist to like high or medium to high, I don't touch it. It has to just be in red on the left. I water it. And our plants have been like yeah. fine for years. You're a it's great a, plant, daddy. Well, it's, it's this rod's help. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. my plants aren't screaming thanks to Rod. Well, they might be now because I'm going to have to take care of them. No, and but you... you me and Rod don't know each other so <laughs> well. So, um, yeah, no, I'm excited to feed the plants uh, and not cut them because that makes them scream too. And it ultimately is like they obviously don't have vocal cords or lungs. So it's like <laughs> there's xylem and the tubes which transport water and nutrients are what are causing these clicks. So obviously when they're stressed oh, by water so cool. or whatever, it's like... Whether these noises are being used for something or just the result of that. Um, like, I'd be so curious, and I'm sure there'll be other studies, like, are there species of animals that listen or use these sounds for something else? To what? To be like, oh, I'll eat that plant. It's dying I don't know. <laughs> but you know how, like, plants, as many animals yeah. or insects, have, like, an intertwined relationship? Yeah. They're, it's whether or not, like, these sounds are just a byproduct of or if they're more deeply intertwined huh. with the ecosystem. Yeah. In the way that we've learned, like, plants can communicate via chemical passengers and stuff like that. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, now we're going to talk about how weird humans are. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. In relation to diet culture. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) See you in a bit. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Study time. Study time. Study time. Ozempic. Is there a jingle that I made? <laughs> uh, no, I mean like you know, it's being advertised as oh, weight true. loss. 
drug on like at the NBA. I saw it. I saw oh, saw true. It. <laughs> and our friend actually sent, cause I, I made a little song helping to explain it quickly online. And then he had been at a basketball or a hockey game recently and like had a picture of like an Ozempic yeah. banner that he sent me. I was watching at the gym, sadly caught my eye. Like, what is it? NBC? No. <laughs> what is Sportsnet? I'm like, what is the name of the sports <laughs> channel? And there was like all these ads for Ozempic next to one of the basketball players. Interesting. In, I, I don't know what game it was. I assume somewhere in North America. Okay. Also, well, there's advertisements for it on the New York subway system. Let's just catch people up though who have no idea what Ozempic is. Okay. So it's, you know, there's, we're going to talk about a couple different drugs as well today and their relation to weight loss and the fitness industry. But for whatever reason, Ozempic um, and another one called Wagovi, but they're the same basically drug, just Wagovi is in a higher dose called, and it's of a drug called semaglutide. Is that how you say it? Semaglutide. Semaglutide. Okay. Semaglutide. Um, oh yeah. I was not looking at my note. I mispronounced it. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so basically in the last handful of years, especially this year though, it's like really exploded in popularity. Um, and we can talk a little bit about how Ozempic as this drug started as a diabetic drug, mm-hmm. um, but part of its side effects in impact weight. And so it's kind of exploded in popularity for weight loss or weight control and those things. And so, but it feels like it was like a year ago, maybe that it started to be talked about because of the car dash. I can never say their names. Kardashians. Kardashian. There's one way I say, it. I think I say Kardashians and my friends who watch the show are like, are you literally stupid? Because <laughs> it's like, obviously it's a last name that I, I should I feel like know. people just say Kardashian. Kardashian. Cared. Who cares? I mean, like, I don't even mean this in a like a pretentious way. I'm just like, we don't know. We, I, I should know it. It's because we're dumb. We don't know, but we're just going to. Yeah. Know. Well, I don't, I don't like that family. You know, not, <laughs> not really a hot take in any way. They're such a um, polarizing family, but weirdly so famous. Like I've, they're, it's just like, they're kind of like AI. It's just like we have to live. We just happen to be alive at the time when they're this inevitable. Is happening. Yeah. yeah, but there's always kind of been families or individuals in culture that persist for decades that just like are pervasive. Right? Yeah, it's their turn right now, and but it's been another a long hundred time of their turn. Yeah, but a long time relative to our life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's lots of people that are in. Uh, 50 years ago that you have no idea, but people who lived with them were like, why has this person always been famous? Yeah. It's just like, it feels relentless at this point. Cause there's like yeah. generations of them, you know <clears throat> yeah, what I mean? True. They just keep having babies and now their baby Stormy's going to, it's just like, yeah. if they keep procreating, it's never going to end. We'll see. It'll be interesting. And I'm just also, so frustrated. you bring them up because, okay. So they, part of the discussion around Ozempic stems from them because obviously they represent like Hollywood and LA and this institution but also they, for whatever reason, have like held the keys to the standards of beauty for women for a while. And there was a time where the backlash against them was that they were like getting fake asses and tummy tea and making their lips bigger and maybe deciding that women were supposed to look a certain way, whether that was like five to 10 years ago. And they were controlling like the Instagram face, getting right. plastic surgery, doing all these things to augment their bodies. Part of the discussion was that they were augmenting their bodies to look, quote unquote, more black and sort of like fetishizing and taking. Right. Co-opting like different traits that they could just take at whim. And yes. like stick them in however they wanted and then like calling that. Like yeah. And being like this. And, and they seem to have control over it, whether it's like Kylie lip kits and right. 
the lips were thin, then the lips were thick. Right. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know, genetically, they don't just turn thick when you turn 22 <laughs> or whatever. So, and then now it feels like they just all of a sudden all went on this insane weight loss journey and lost a bunch of weight super quickly, which people were like, A, how is that possible? B, what does it mean for the beauty standards of women now if they're in control of it? And C, was it caused by this thing, dot, 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 Ozempic? Mm. And then that's when everyone starts to be like, what is that? Because what do you mean there's a drug that all of a sudden someone like Kim yeah. K can and take? And just like lose so much lose weight. so much weight. It just, yeah. and, then, and then I think from there it spiraled into a discussion that now yeah. we all talk about. And, and it feels there like Hollywood's was using outside or something. of that. Now, to be clear, like the Kardashians have not said that they take it. There's no like proof that they are taking that. Whether they're just avoiding that brand name and taking another one, like yeah, that's we don't what know I heard. for sure. They, that's what you kind of insane. They've said that they've never taken Ozempic, but people think that they took Wagovi. Okay. And therefore, they aren't lying by saying they never took Ozempic. Right. But they did take the other version of the yeah. drug. It's Either kind way, of they're in the conversation around it. Yeah. And I know there's been a lot of conversation around like TikTokers who were really popular and were using it and talking about their experience with it for weight loss. And people who genuinely have been prescribed it for necessary reasons, which we will explain. Also talking about it on TikTok. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's not to say part of why it's become extra maybe controversial is because... Uh, it is used as a diabetic medication to help regulate insulin and blood glucose. Um, and so because of the mass popularity of it, there has been a huge shortage of Ozempic for diabetics for anyone, but like specifically people who actually use it for a medical condition that is necessary. Yes. And to be clear, there are also people who use it for medical conditions that are necessary that aren't diabetic. And that yes. could also be yes. like obesity or, or whatever. So I'm not trying to say those people are stealing anything. Um, but obviously there's lots of people who are just casually interested in this drug now, putting on orders. Lots of pharmacies are like not even ordering anymore because it's really expensive in the first place. Yeah. And in different places, maybe some of these shortages have slowed down a bit, which is good. But even when making my um, little TikTok slash music song, a lot of people were like, yeah, I'm a diabetic and for six months I haven't been able to get my meds and I've had me and my doctor wow. are so frustrated. I'm put onto something else, but it's not working as well. And so there are obviously still people out there, even in our anecdotal comments that are saying I'm not able to get my meds for wow. like half a year now. Wow. So that's Wild. been sort of controversial. So I figured like, why don't we talk about what the drug actually does yeah. for both diabetics it's and really for weight loss. It's really interesting. Yeah. It seems almost like simple. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's not that hard to explain. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, do you want me to give it a go? Yeah, you, you go, to... and okay. then I can come in if I feel like. Well, when it comes to diabetes, basically, like after you eat a meal, the body naturally releases GLP one. Um, it's a hormone that travels to your brain, and it triggers the feeling of fullness. Glucagon like peptide one. Yeah. In case you wanted to get that yeah, tattooed right on your body. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so obviously the side effect in that sense, like it, it can help to manage glucose in your blood, which is obviously important for people who are diabetic, but um, it creates a sense of satiety or fullness as well. It binds, it's, it's a hormone that actually binds to those same receptors. Yeah. It binds to GLP-1 receptors in your brain mm -hmm. and tells you that you are less hungry and more full. So like, yeah, that is what happens after you eat food. That's why when you eat food, 
you feel the sensation of being more full. And there's like chemical processes that tell your brain that. Yeah. And so like ultimately, even though that's not the point of why a diabetic is taking it, I think they realized with this drug that diabetics were losing significant amounts of weight for better or for worse. Um, and so it then also eventually became approved as a weight loss drug. Yeah, because GLP-1, the hormone, also it increases insulin, slows down gastric emptying, so the food like doesn't, so it moves through your digestive system at a different rate. And so the whole point of that hormone, GLP-1, is to do those things, which would be beneficial for someone who is diabetic mm-hmm. or for someone who um, is obese. And for people, they realize everyone has different genetics in relation to this hormone, which is why there are people who just feel less full in general than other mm-hmm. people who feel, feel more full. It's all about biochemical pathways and hormones in your body, which is why like fat phobia and all of this stuff is so awful because it's like, that's not rooted in the health that everyone posits online. Yeah. It's actually so much more than that. And like, there's obviously so many conversations around like taking a drug versus working out, but like there's study after study after study that shows diets are not overly effective, especially long term. Like, of course, yeah. if you stop eating or you like go into extreme calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. But most diets are really, really difficult to maintain long term because it becomes a game of willpower. Can you starve yourself and crave food and put it off and crave food and put it off? Sure, there's a, a point to which you can do that, but for most people, like that challenge becomes unsustainable for the rest of your life. Um, and so in a case like where there is a chronic condition that obesity might be like causing actual issues in somebody's life and it's not something that they can just willpower themselves out yeah. of, maybe their biological base rate for these um, hormones in their body is different, then this is like an actual option. So yeah. that was why I think it was interesting that like this drug can start as one drug, but then they realize, and it's actually something I think is really interesting about the drug industry i know it's con- not controversial but you know big what do you say big pharma obviously is like a scary thing because they're trying to make money just like any other capitalist endeavor but what i've always found fascinating is that so many drugs they actually need to start usually by addressing a chronic condition hmm. and if they happen to also work in other cases it's like they because if somebody has a chronic condition like diabetes it may be worth the trade-off or the risk. So I'm not talking about this drug in particular, but like a drug could have some bad trade-offs. It might actually like hurt your heart or hurt your liver in the long run. But if your chronic condition says you only have years or five years to live, then okay, maybe it's worth taking it because it will make you live longer. Even if you might have a problem in the long run, it will save you now. And so that's why drugs can often be approved for certain chronic conditions because the risk like the benefit hmm, outweighs the risk. But then what happens is if that drug happens to also be good for something else, now we can study it on humans who are taking it and see what's actually happening. And in a case like this, they can go, oh, it's actually working for weight loss. We can see in these humans what else it's doing to their body. Can we approve it for like more mass consumption in a weight loss? Because now the company is like, we can make so much more money off huh. of like a bigger market. But so one thing I just want to say is that like going back to what we were talking about, which was glucagon like peptide one that's in your body, your body produces naturally. This drug, semaglutide, is truly just it's not. I, I, semag- I've heard it said so many times. Semaglutide. Semaglutide. <laughs> it's the emphasis. Is just a very similar chemical structure to GLP one. So it's mm-hmm. almost like you're just injecting or ingesting GLP one into your body. Right. You can think of it like that, which is yeah. why then if you inject that into yourself, it's going to bind to the receptors in your brain that make you feel less hungry and more full for longer. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to bind to things in your pancreas that'll increase insulin. It's going to bind to the receptors in your stomach. That's going to slow gastric emptying again, making you feel full longer. So that's, it's essentially, it's not the exact hormone replacement therapy, but it's a mm. chemical structure that's so similar that it's binding to those receptors. So it's essentially like you're increasing GLP one in your body when you inject this. And it, yeah, to like, like you're saying it's injected, at least this drug in this form at this time, you're not popping a pill. You're actually taking like a, what would look like an EpiPen and injecting it into yourself. So you're kind of giving yourself a drug that just makes you feel full. You're less interested in food. It actually kind of, it has been known to react badly with unhealthy food. It mm -hmm. makes you feel ne it's necessary for you to eat healthy or else you get sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the side nausea. effects being like in really intense nausea. I mean, yeah. there can be side effects even without like outside of just like eating more food. But for a lot of people, it's like they will feel physically unwell if they eat too much or too rich meals or anything yeah. like that. So it is a bit of a game changer for some people and really necessary if someone's suffering from obesity. It's going to be a really helpful tool. Mm -hmm. But obviously then that's when we get into this like celebrity culture and why there's been so many jokes and talks about it now because other people who are... I guess it seems kind of intense. Like, I just can't get over the injection. I'm like, I just can't imagine doing this. You know what I mean? Like people who like the Kardashians I mean, want to lose a bunch of weight quickly. This is when it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. And kind of like what's happening. It is an interesting conversation to have. Cause like the easy line for me is like, okay, if you're like prohibiting another community from accessing medically necessary drugs, that is obviously a problem, especially if it's not medically necessary for you. But once we hit the point of like, people have their own bodily autonomy. There's enough of this drug. Maybe it becomes a different conversation. Like I do oh. think, or sorry, in the long run, we'll have this conversation of like, so that's like a vanity case, right? Like, okay, I want to look thinner, even though I don't need to because society puts this pressure on me. Then you have to ask yourself, well, there is a trade-off. There is like long-term side effects that will probably come from this. There's short-term side effects that will come from this that in most cases are probably not worth it for people who mm. just want to lose five to 10 pounds, right? Like the people who are going to get the biggest benefit from this are people who are losing enough weight to actually change like their medical outcomes. And so, but for me, uh, I don't know, like I, I would not recommend this to somebody who's just trying to do it for vanity, but at what stage do you say like, we can't tell people they can't do that? Well, okay. I think what this makes me think about is like, when it comes to health, and we talk about it a lot on this podcast, because I think to be actually genuinely a healthy person, you have to have an understanding of science. And a lot of it comes down to balance and like the extremes of being overweight or obese can cause cancer, can cause issues with health. But so can the extremes of being underweight mm -hmm. and being thin. And it's something that I feel like society doesn't harp on or talk about. Yeah. And this to me feels like a unhealthy way to try to be unhealthily thin. Right. Like, you know, like I'm just like, think I just and feel to be like, clear, like being unhealthy thin can also be a chronic condition. Oh my God. And right? lead to cancers and lead to heart issues and lead to all the things that everyone, and there are people that take drugs to help them gain more weight as well. You know, on the yes, other side. Yes. It, I just like, it's just frustrating. Like on TikTok, like truly like even I have some people send me like, such frustrating things on Instagram that are just like really just fat phobic concepts of like now that we quote unquote entered the era of like body positivity, which like we didn't like, you know what I mean? Like someone talked about body right. positivity once everyone got mad and here, <laughs> now everyone's injecting themselves to yeah. like 
be thin. Like, it's just like, we never really reached a point as a society where there ever was body positivity or a general understanding from a scientific perspective of health. Mm -hmm. Like being extremely thin and being underweight is just as dangerous as being overweight. And all of those things are just compounding variables of different scientific pathways as to what's healthy and what's not. Yeah. And, and to clear, I want to like rewrite what you said. It can be unhealthy, right? Like there being underweight, being overweight can be unhealthy, yes. but it is not necessarily. Yes, exactly. I think that's like what the body positivity movement has tried to, at least like from the science perspective, tried to be like, it is possible to be healthy at and any weight. Maybe I can't say any, but like a lot of different weights. That doesn't mean everybody that is that weight is healthy. And also but that the body, your everyone's body is actually different. And there are plenty of people that weigh more than you and I or weigh less than you and I that are, could be considered much more metabolically healthy than us. Yeah. And there's just like hate. There's like literal hate that comes from the judgment of other people's bodies, which is so like crazy. weird. It's so weird. And when I think it's all obviously easy for me to go to someone like Joe Rogan and rag on him because he does for whatever reason, have a lot of people on who talk about fat phobic things. But then it's like in one breath, he's talking about that. But then in another, he's like smoking a cigar with a bro. And it's like, well, I could be like, that's insane that you want mouth and esophageal cancer. Mm-hmm. Like there's weird ways that people rag on fatness from this like disgusting health perspective, but then never talk about alcohol or Mm. smoking or all these other ways that all we do in our day is make decisions about things that might in the long term hurt or kill us Mm. or not. And it's just like what for what, because of the way that society just like hates on fat people and it's so sad and fucked and from so many different angles it just becomes this like one thing people hyperfixate on to rip on. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, also being really thin, which is like, if you look at some of like the Kardashians right now is unhealthy, but like no one's talking about that. They're like, Oh, drop a few pounds and your heart will be healthier. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if your doctor tells you that based on like specific things, that right. one person's situation, maybe that's true. And maybe they don't care about being like, Healthier health in is, that moment. Health is more than just your body or exactly. your weight. Exactly. Yeah, it's so it's much your more. mind. It's like, it's and just so Also, the stuck. irony of people pretending they care about other people's health by screaming at them and telling them they're worthless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, your mental health is just as important. So, if you have someone on a podcast yeah, making yeah. fun of somebody for their weight, because they go, oh, well, I just think they, they would be healthier if they were smaller. It's like, yeah. don't you think they'd be healthier if you weren't like so mean to them? Yes, that's so like, true. If you really believe that would make them healthier in the first place. Yeah. It's because you just, people have this disgust And or people, or they whatever. know they can get clicks and get a reaction. And like, oh, it's just really bucked. And I just, that's why when I think about this like Ozempic stuff, it just, it freaks me out. Because it's like, what? We're now yeah. jumping to the other end. And it, you worry about like, what does this do to body image standards? Exactly. We already, it's like a yeah. self looping cycle of like, we see imagery of what we should look like. And as more and more people adopt, whether that's good or bad, because we know through history, there's like, it fluctuates whether skinny or big or muscular or lean is like what's in trend or in vogue can literally see it within a generation of the Kardashians. Now it's like crazy to think that as you see it, you act on it. And as you act on it, it reflects back into society yeah. in the cycle. And there's all these people being like, Oh, it's so like messed up that like we have people with different bodies on like magazine covers because that's unhealthy. It's like, when was it ever healthy to have like a men's health magazine with like at, like Chris Hemsworth on steroids? Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> full of 
like actual chemicals, mm-hmm. full on like eating enough protein to take years off of his life. Yeah, like starving that's not yourself and dehydrating healthy. yourself so extreme yeah. that you can see every bit of vasculature and like yeah. muscle. And then that's when they go, that's healthy. It's the like pinnacle of health. Yeah. It's so it's just it's so crazy. Fucked. Like I, I would say even like Olympic athletes, it's incredible. It's amazing. And I'm not at all tearing anyone down, but it's like pushing your body in extreme ways can be cool and interesting. It doesn't mean it's healthy. Yeah. And it's like, or like, like football players are like getting all these concussions and going right. like their mental health is obliterated because their yeah. brain smashed. Like why? Like, yeah. That's not healthy. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, you know, it's not healthy playing football. So it's like, that's obviously like, there's going to be a football player on the cover of men's health. Like, why yeah. aren't you yelling about that? And it is, it is also now I'm just, this is this hyperbolic and like kind of a joke, but like truly every time an athlete gets interviewed, I'm like, well, they're not smart. Like it's like, cause they've hyper fixated on swimming really fast in a pool their whole life. And then they're yeah. like, they take off their like bathing cap and you ask them one question and they're like, I like to play Fortnite. And you're like, Oh, do you not have, <laughs> I like to play Fortnite. No, no. I just like, I just like, no, this Bitch. was like me listening to <laughs> hockey players get interviewed and realize like they don't have social skills. Like they don't have a well-rounded life. And, and you know what though? Like at the end of the day, that is okay. And I think like, you know, I, now I'm just becoming like the opposite. That's like, what I'm I mean. I think extreme. like my perspective is that's probably true. <laughs> And at, with that, it's like, let people live their fucking lives. Yeah, yeah. Right? True. And everyone has <laughs> like... keep ripping on Well, I'm not, I'm not even telling you not to do that. I'm <laughs> saying like, reflect it back on people who judge other people and just yeah. say like, who cares what somebody else looks like? Who cares what somebody else's sexuality is? Who cares what like... Everyone gets to make their own decisions. Everyone's stuck in this bubble that reflects culture back onto their like own psyche and how they deal with that. Unless unless they're harming other people, unless yeah. they're actually doing damage to society, I don't think, and I don't think most people actually care about who argue like, oh, well, you're affecting the way that other people in society view health and then it's going to negatively impact everyone. It's like, so if you really cared about that, there's so many other issues that are yeah. way higher on the list. Yeah. Including, I'm not even going to go there, but. No, um, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's like a lot of things that it's just like, I'm not saying you can't. It's just such as it muddies the water so much because obviously there are lots of doctors and medical professionals that might want to have genuine real conversations around like, okay, what is like the ideal healthy body? And I think most acknowledge there's no such thing as one, but there might be some genuine conversations like how can we help people who have conditions, whether this has to do with weight or whether this has to do with mental um, issues or whether this has to do with anything. Which is where Ozempic can come in and be very positive. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean like... It is important that we like try and study things and try and realize like, hey, we can actually make people have better quality lives yeah. if they want it, if they first want of all, it, right? Yeah. Um, and we can give them longer lives potentially too. Uh, and those are amazing things, especially because we're constantly surrounded by really intense processed foods and drugs and access to things and addiction to phones, like all these ways we should. And I think we agree, like the internet should be thought about more and regulated and how our kids are staring at screens. Like, it's there's a lot of things around us that can not be choices for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's fair. important that doctors and government officials and whatever are looking at these to say, how do we actually protect our society from capitalism, basically? <laughs> yeah, which is not what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not what's happening. But I think I think in yeah. like medical spheres it might be. And in like science spheres it might be. And in mm-hmm. like care spheres it might be. In like academia yeah. in some ways. Yeah. And so there needs to be some real room, in my opinion, for that conversation to be allowed to happen um in the most like uh compassionate way possible yeah um 
I don't know where I'm going with this other than to say it's just like let people do what they want, but educate them. It's like the power of education, right? Yeah. And the most you can do is try and create an environment that can allow people to thrive and be safe in. Um, and stop hating on people. And just like when it comes back to Ozempic, it's like people, that's why I struggle when I'm like, should people just be allowed to take it if they want? I understand it can quickly get tied up in the conversation of like, what does that do to society and yeah, mental like, health? Yeah, it is interesting. It's like, yeah, I get what you're saying about all those things, like let people do what they want. But it is like, I don't know. It's hard because it's a drug that is going to... It's a pretty intense drug too. Yeah, like make you play with your metabolic pathway. Like I know it's kind of going against what I just said, which is that like, I don't know, everyone can make decisions and we all make decisions daily about what is going to impact us, whether it's good or bad and everyone just needs to like Mm -hmm. chill the fuck out. But like, yeah, it's just an intense one. It really is. It's like, it's an injection. It's playing with your hormones to make you feel full. It makes you feel nauseous. It makes you unable to want to consume food that if you are someone who hasn't been prescribed by a doctor, there's a variety of ways of in which it think I feel like it's playing with your ability to like, honestly have nutrients in your body. Like it's Mm -hmm. making you now not want to eat food. (laughs) It's just kind of crazy. But, um, I do get what you're saying. It's true. Like I, I wouldn't and shouldn't judge someone who's just like, Oh, I'm on Ozempic. Yeah, but and like because you, we've come from so many places. Like maybe in the future, we might look at it the way we look at like anti-anxiety drugs. Where when they yeah. first came out, it's like, don't take. Anti-. You're like you can't control yeah. your own thoughts. You can't whatever. Like everyone's got to figure out where they're at. Yeah, with that's it. fair. But back to like you, like me agreeing with you on one hand is we need to be given be educated it's like it took a long time to educate people about like cigarettes people can still smoke cigarettes yeah but like it really and we had to push back against a huge industry that had a lot of and money make actual laws around the fact that it was killing totally other people if doing it inside. yeah it's like just like, you yeah. could be actually negatively impacting a lot of other people around you when the laws were passed like, yeah smoke on planes and, and that makes sense i mean we're just i'm arguing myself into circles like that might be one day will be argued for body image like just like what do you say like body image changing drugs but it, but, but it is but it's less, not like yeah it's, it's not like secondhand smoke it's is not, not like the you're same watching like, the literal chemical go into other people's lungs and kill them and breathing it in yourself yeah, or something and just like absolutely obliterating um lungs yeah. So, but it also is lifelong too. Like, I think that's yes. the other thing. It's like the more you learn about it, it's like it's not like you just get to do it and then you stop. Yeah, right now, it's a weekly injection, and if you stop taking it, you will gain the weight back, or your or your lack of feeling full. Well, sorry, like you don't necessarily oh, gain fair. the weight back, but all of a sudden you're going to be hungry, hungry again, yeah. and you're and going to a willpower problem be, again. Uh, yeah, or or not not even like a willpower problem. It's just like you're gonna. It, its effects don't occur without the continued injection, mm-hmm. which I think from an education standpoint, it's like looking at someone and being like, cause you're gonna have to do this forever potentially. Yeah. And, and that would be worth it if you have a chronic condition that yes. is like you need, like if your outcome without taking it is much worse then of course yeah. you should take this for the rest of your life because that is what people like. That's why diabetics take pills because it's better that yeah. they live with it than without it, regardless of, whether you know what I mean, but like, it is it is really interesting because it is like plastic surgery is another thing that's like 
you do this for life and so many people do it and and it is yeah. and and the cultural implication and view of it changes from time to time yeah like on one hand it's much more acceptable now than ever before yeah on the other hand there's lots of people like getting rid of things in their face because they're realizing oh shit like i didn't realize like i how i was seeing myself and like the trends of like what a beautiful face looks like is changing and so and there's not really been a generation we got we're living through the generation of body augmentation in a really interesting way like aging men women and everything in between with plastic surgery we're sort of at the first time watching what actually happens as they've become like into an older generation yeah, yeah. like or even just like even just like yeah back to the kardashians like that face like sometimes i just like see their face like on numerous like people in my Instagram feed and it's like they've all augmented their face in this really interesting similar way mm -hmm. and then I'm like if they start changing their faces then does everyone like it just like does it have to keep changing and yeah. can it like what are yeah. the limits of plastic surgery like I don't even know but it feels we'll like there's out, solutions that people have found to like I don't know fix or change yeah. or and I mean like these trends will always always move away from the kind of average person Right, like the whole point of body augmentation and, and like capital used to do that is to like look better and different than everyone else. Is it though? I disagree. I think most people, yeah, I think for sure. Like, of course, lots of people, even like when you're working out, like to be the hottest, you have to be hotter than everyone else. And I think what I mean is like yeah. a lot of, even think about like shadism and skin trends. Like for a long time, it was like very important to people to be light skinned because it showed that you like didn't work in the fields now having like beautiful tan skin and i'm not saying like there obviously still is like such racism towards like black people and people with different backgrounds but like in like white culture having like tan skin is like very beautiful and it's not associated with like working in a field so all i mean is like different trends come and go to like uphold the idea of how a class can differentiate itself a class can differentiate itself as elite because uh -huh. of like they're able to show how their money works. So if everyone can suddenly afford cheek filler, I feel like rich people will find another way that's more the newest drug, the uh -huh. newest thing that's less accessible because to they stand can, up to stand out. Hmm. I think. Okay. No. Yeah. That's interesting. I think. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Wow. It's so interesting. Cause I'm like, I do agree. But then in some ways when I think of like, the lip filler and the like trend, the cheek filler, the buccal fat removal, like all that stuff. When I see that on people or like the daily mail or someone, someone tells me that when someone has that to me, they look more similar to like their faces to are people in their quote unquote the class though. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that's, that's what I mean. Like it is like, it is weird how that version that you're right and might involve class and like these elite people end up looking the same yeah. amongst themselves, but yeah. you're right against like the general Which is population. What like defines the class in the first yeah. place. You know yeah. What I, mean? I never thought about how it's like, you have to have a certain amount of money to do that. Yeah, totally. So maybe you're like, and then as these trends become so popular, they become more affordable. And even, even Ozempic, you have to have a certain amount of money to have. It's it. really expensive. Yeah. I, I feel like if people say it's like thousands of dollars. A to month. Build, yeah. a like that's where it has been at. And, and so, again, it might get cheaper. Yeah. Probably. Obviously at some point, if like mass amounts of people make, are able to take it, it probably will be cheaper and maybe 
being so thin seems too easy and affordable that it's like having a curvaceous body is suddenly caught like hot again you know like this bounce oh, back God. and forth yeah we're like alive for so freaking long and we're just gonna watch this <laughs> these trends consistently change Literally but then at a certain point we're gonna be old enough that we're like well we can't well, I think at a certain age, you're just like, I don't care anymore. I know, right? Or like... It's just what? like the younger generations that... But is that true? Like, I don't maybe know. Maybe not. not there are obviously like elderly people who are like trendy and want to be part yeah. of trends. Yeah. And They're, there's like like the gym I go to, there's some old people who I'm like, damn. Yeah. You're no, you're hot. right. You're right. But we can like only live so long. Yeah. But I'm like, I am like, wow. Like, they're like, whatever they're doing is like... Like working? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, they're always at the gym. I'm like, I guess yeah, they're fair. retired and only working out. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it is interesting. I'm like, they're still holding on to like conventional beauty standards. Yeah, that's true. But they may have, they may have through their life been following different beauty standards. Yeah. It's like right now, even in the gay community, it's like a jacked body is a beauty standard for gay men. But like that hasn't always been that case and it could easily change one day. And what, where everyone might be working out really hard right now, it might be more interesting to have a different look. Yeah. That might necessitate, or or maybe it's just like going to keep getting more extreme to having like literally perfect chiseled body. Like I don't know, but we'll see where that goes. Well, Ozempic is probably going to start changing that too. If this becomes the fad and trend that people I think start to doing. me, I think it won't because I mean, there's a handful of other drugs. I think I think these kinds of drugs will definitely impact human society and yeah. like people who can afford it. Um, like for example, another one's called five one six. I've talked about this in a wow. video. What <laughs> catchy name? Well, it's like G W five Oh one five one six. So okay. it's not, so actually, it is the, ch the catchier version of the real yeah. one. Um, and when given to healthy mice that are allowed to exercise, their endurance goes up 75% after four weeks, it shrinks their body fat, reduces insulin resistance and shifts their muscle composition ratio to slow switch fibers. Hmm. So it's like, wow. there are drugs that can help optimize on fitness, yeah. but it also like, um, boost even without them working out it boosts their signal to burn down fat so like wow. these kinds of drugs can be taken and in many cases that's like really cool and really important because yeah. but the irony is like so much of this potentially comes from like our biases in the first place yeah. of like being afraid of fat and that we need to break down fat um I don't know that like I don't even feel like I need to run through them there's another one called compound 14 well tricks, it is interesting it tricks your cells into thinking they're running out of energy which triggers them to burn more fuel like a lot of these wow. drugs are being tested and that's like that's interesting because it's like Ozempic has passed the gatekeeping yeah. of the FDA to now be in the hands of the Kardashians mm -hmm. and it's pretty and easy to get person, it's yeah. pretty easy to get honestly you, some doctors you just have to be like I want to lose weight and they're like okay here's Ozempic like yeah. it's being advertised all over the place there, there will maybe be a future when those rat model drugs pass the hurdles and start to be like, well, well some of those people take already but like I think it's off market like I don't know that yeah that's what I'm saying groups. like it could become in two years when we're like 516 is the new yeah. Ozempic and they're just we now can pay for it and buy it. Like that is yeah. how science works. And if there's money to be made. Yeah, exactly. That, that is the scary part is like the money can impact even the medical industry where it's yeah. like a doctor can make a good amount of money by recommending and prescribing these drugs to people. And so you hope that your doctor has your best interest at heart and actually is prescribing it to you if you only need it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. It's just so like LA and Hollywood is just so interesting. Like if that is really where, the jokes are being made that everyone's like doing it. Mm -hmm. It's just a fascinating microcosm of um, yeah, like it, like it is. Uh, it culture. is. Yeah, like I mean, for the most part, everyone is extremely 
like unhealthy probably in so many ways, even though they're yeah. like trying to signal a body that looks yeah. healthy. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's it feels like the most unhealthy. Industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and actually Maybe like, not most, but like it feels like, in yeah, ways. it's like it posits and, and they lie. Like celebrities just absolutely lie. Like Chris yeah. Hemsworth is a liar. Wait, like, why is he a liar? Well, he doesn't say he does steroids. I feel like some of them might. I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't. Like, I know like Chris Zach Hemsworth Efron has talked about like taking steroids and stuff. He has. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. No, he said that he like felt like they they always are like I fell and hurt my face and that's why my face is completely changed. No, I know, but I do feel like there has been maybe and maybe it's far fewer than it should be, but there are lots of actors that talk about drugs they get put on to like really jack up. But like look good. honestly, I'm like, I think we should Google how. Like yeah, it's true. which actor said they yeah. want steroids? I think and it it's would like be, there should be disclaimers on Instagram posts that say like this body has been modified. Yeah, bugs. I don't really think it's. I don't think Zac Efron has said that. We can look it up, but like I feel like that's a headline that would make it far. Uh, yeah, like we can Google it right now, but like there's no way that Chris Hemsworth has never said he's. He's just the one person I'm thinking of because whenever right. I see him, I'm like that is absolutely ridiculous, and I'm sorry, like you're lying. He like sells an app for fitness and it's like mm-hmm. you're just not telling us the truth yeah and i don't think celebrities feel obligated to that's part of their allure is it's yeah. like they're they're literally thor they're like yeah and there is this idea that if you can like work for it you like you are special like if you can work that hard like to look good or to be really smart if you could just take a pill and be a genius no one would think that's special but if you're like really fucking smart mm-hmm. then everyone yeah, yeah. can really respect that so it's like the that's same with why the body you're right? because you, you are work so hard yeah. yeah but even beyond that it's like there's literal so much biased because it's like he is predisposed to have like good genetics and good body yeah you know I mean? and he's definitely on steroids like, oh, I, yeah, like yeah. I, that's the part that i just think about the most when i think about la is it's like I don't think celebrities are telling the truth. And I think this isn't just a new drug that I can see would be really interesting to get in those circles and have everyone at a dinner party being like, yeah, we're all just going to inject before dinner. <laughs> but like, it's not like they're telling everyone. That. Yeah. But like people are making jokes at the Oscars cause they're insiders. Yeah. Being like they know everyone who, or yeah, they're like, like, they hear like that was the it. joke. It was like, I guess yeah. Ozempic works. Everyone looks thin and everyone just laughs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, can we know who is on it? Like, are we allowed? That would just be interesting yeah. to have the knowledge to understand where, like, the limits of our bodies are. Remember when Chris Hemsworth was like so funny? No. In like um in um, Ghostbusters. <laughs> I have no memory. Do you remember the Ghostbusters with like Kristen Wiig, which is yeah. so good? Uh-huh. He was like the like nerdy, dumb. I kind of forget. I have to watch it. And he was like yeah. really funny. Like, he's just like. Yeah, know, you can take steroids and be funny. <laughs> no, I'm just like, there's a world where he, like, he's just like weird that his now his thing is all fitness to me. Yeah. I'm just like, there's a world where he could have just been like a really cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm sure he's cool or whatever. He seems like a good I guy. I mean, it's a race to the bottom either way with any of these things. Like, you're never going to feel good by trying to maintain that you have the best body, the best brain, the best career, the best mm-hmm. whatever. Like, I think that that is the deeper issue that people who can become like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthy or wanting to exercise because it makes you feel good mentally or whatever but when you're chasing it for the like what do you say like the praise of others like Mm. like anything else it it doesn't end well usually no because you're like chasing something outside of yourself in the first place and i think like that's a form of mental health that is not that well described to the general population yeah same with money and fame. Like 
it's not really that well articulated in any way. Of course, therapists talk about it. Of course, like philosophers and stuff for literally thousands of years have been talking about like the endless need for more things and success. Yeah. And they're like, that actually doesn't make you happy. I was going to call it the Ozempic treadmill, but it's not the hedonic uh, treadmill. <laughs> the Ozempic but it treadmill. is kind of the Ozempic treadmill. It is true. Like I'm sure once you get lip filler, it has a hedonic treadmill yeah, feeling like, where you're like, oh, okay, now my lips are normal. Can I get them bigger? Like, yeah, it, it is like any other yeah. thing. And it, it's just a hard balance because it's like, again, of course you want to let people, like when I get a haircut, it feels good. When yeah. I, like, like there's nothing wrong with like wanting to change your, the way you look and play around and with that and modify and yourself. Feeling, yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what the limit is. It's hard to like define a line of how yeah. much somebody else should be allowed to change their body. Right? Yeah, no, it's really like hard. People modify their body in lots of ways that are interesting and cool or scary or whatever. Yeah. Like, And that. it's also just like, like, I think the reason I always harp on like steroids and stuff is because women are held in yeah, every way. They get too. a pass in a lot of ways. Sorry, not women, no. steroids. Men, yeah, yeah. Like women augment their bodies and then all of a sudden everyone gets mad. Like it's why I'm like, shouldn't maybe have used the Kara Kardashians as the examples, right. but they're just like for the Ozempic thing, it's just like the number one Who, family that seems about. to be yeah. talked about. But exactly, there's definitely men in Hollywood using it who are no one's talking about, and there is something. And there's about a huge bias towards like ma men and masculine traits, kind of like getting that pass to be like, why? Yeah, why? Of course, it's some so people weird. might criticize steroids, but like on the grand scale of things, like the things that men are impressed to do with their body doesn't get that same flag. Yeah, no, it, it, it's all. It's like so. You don't uh, think Joe Rogan's on steroids? No, Joe Rogan is. I okay, we actually can't, no, we no, can't. <laughs> but every time I look at him I'm like okay poster child for unhealthy and yeah. like it looks like his veins are gonna explode mm -hmm. I picture his blood as like gravy like he doesn't <laughs> look he looks sick to me like I know. truly he looks like that weird cow that like has that like polymorphism that makes it grow so many muscles that like anyways it doesn't <laughs> matter it doesn't ma it does matter he's horrifying but yeah, men men get praised when they augment their bodies, or like so many other things, men yeah. get praised for this exact same thing that women get like yeah. lambasted. Even for. like men that like get plastic surgery and stuff, it's like they just. I feel like when it goes well, people are like, "Damn, glow up," <laughs> or whatever, and it's just like that's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. everyone, men, guys keep getting that chin thing. It's on my TikTok. It's like fillers, oh, like I think yeah, Bunny to give you it. like the sharper jawline. Yeah, line. yeah. Like mm -hmm. I just feel like when a man gets their chin sharper, people are just like, "Go off, sis!" <laughs> like no one's like, I don't know, dragging them to hell like the right. way that like other people do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, Doja Cat just got plastic surgery, and then everyone like got mad at her, mm. and she said, um, "Eat." my long silent farts or something like so <laughs> gross and like hilarious and it's like she's just like really good at the internet yeah anyways um yeah so it's worth talking about for this i'm trying to think about it's really interesting honestly i don't know there's nothing else really we could talk we could probably talk about it forever but mm -hmm. that's like a good yeah it's fascinating i don't know that i have like a super strong opinion of course it's amazing for people who need it and it's necessary and for it's very it. rooted in hormones and science and your metabolism which are just things it's fascinating that we've learned like glp1 protein we learned about and had to write as a pathway in fourth year cell bio and here we are just yeah being like, okay that was utilized i think for like money. the science of it is also cool yeah oh, it like, is it's just like the, a mimic of a hormone and yeah it's like like a machine it kind of like asks the that. bigger question of yeah. like if and when humans understand every biological yeah. pathway like what do we do with that yes exactly. and do we know what is the right yeah thing to and do it's kind that. of like you'd think people would be scared to play with it but boom here we go nope mm -hmm. everyone's spending their money and they're like let's give me that and it's like wow humans are 
fascinating <laughs> and flawed. Okay. Oh, thanks for listening. Yeah, um, I think we might be talking about like testosterone supplementation soon, oh, which yeah. is similar vibes. Yeah, true, true. That will definitely be more of ragging on Joe Rogan. So <laughs> I really love if you listen to Joe Rogan and this podcast. Yeah, like, no, I would love to know your insight into like, are we crazy to always be ragging on him or what? Because I listen to his podcast to try and keep up with it. And every time I'm like, I can't believe this is what it is. The it's only, like thing, I, the only thing I can think for someone who's made it this far in our podcast that also listens to Joe Rogan is like he gets so many guests. You know what I mean? Like there yeah. are like legitimate scientists. There are really interesting celebrities and stuff that yeah. go on that podcast because it's so but popular. But they're usually like on a route of their book tour on every exactly. other podcast. But exactly. You're right. You can like, hear them elsewhere. That's like, don't true. you want to hear when they're not being asked annoying questions and challenged and yeah. like hyper. I don't, I don't know. I actually Anyways. don't like listen to it, yeah. but, or really know, but I see like clips of obviously people who are not necessarily like scary conservative people. Yeah. I listen to it as homework and it like, it like takes years off my life. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 365 day returns.